Hello, I'm Curtis Bowers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Those of you that are subscribers, thank you. You allow us to do the things we do to influence others. And you'll never know how important that role is, but I just want you to know we are grateful for you. We pray for you, and um, you've been a great blessing to us. This week, we've got a great episode for you. We're going to be talking about the World Economic Forum and Davos agenda and what they were doing there, some of the things they're trying to set up to implement their world government. We're also going to talk about the national security apparatus in America and how it has now been turned on the American people. And we've got some great articles and videos below that you'll want to check out later. We're also going to talk about Yuri Bezmenov. A lot of you might have heard of that name. He was the KGB agent that defected to America in the 1970s, but then in the 1985, he made some videos explaining what they were doing to America to take us down from within. We're going to look at those videos 35 years later and show you how his predictions are coming true and why we need to turn back from that course they've set us on. And then lastly, we're going to finish up with the 14 signposts of totalitarianism. It's a list that was made by different communist leaders back in mid 20th century. But we're going to see here's the 14 things they said they need to accomplish in a country to have totalitarian control. How many do they have in America? How close are we? What areas do they need to still get some ground before they have total control? And, and by looking at those things, we're going to see what the coming line of attack is going to be against us because these are 14 things that must be done to control the people. But thank you so much for joining us again. Those of you watching on YouTube, thank you for watching and sharing. But please consider going to agendaweekly.com and joining us. It's $5 a month, but it helps us be able to keep doing what we are doing. We are in desperate need of truthful news today. All the mainline news media has been compromised and is just spouting propaganda. And so things like Agenda Weekly are vital to us staying informed as a people and then educating others about what's really going on. But thank you again for joining us. 50 years ago, Klaus Schwab hosted the first meeting of the World Economic Forum at Davos. What do we need to know about their agenda? Well, <laughs> they're so good at selling their totalitarianism, it's almost humorous. But the main themes were this. We need to be more resilient, more inclusive, and more sustainable. I mean, and it's just the same old buzzwords over and over again with no definitions, no explanation of, of why this path forward will be different than other things tried in history. It has no relation to anything except their own dictionaries, their own feelings, their own direction they want to take us. Uh, we were both laughing about earlier. One of the key themes was trust is the foundation. And to put that in English, <laughs> that just means do exactly what we tell you. We know what we're doing. Just trust us. And that's scary whenever you have leaders telling you, just trust us. They're not going to explain things to you. They're not going to 
make sure it's logical, make sure people are in agreement on it. They're just going a certain direction and they're telling the little peons, just trust us. We know what we are doing. So that was some of the first bits of realizing, oh boy, it's going to be a long week enduring all the different talks and things. But a couple of the key things they covered, COVID. What's the solution to COVID? Their only solution was vaccinations. We need to vaccinate all seven plus billion people in the world. That's always their only solution. I want to tell you some real solutions, though, for you and your family. Many top doctors have been stating this. The number one factor, and if you're going to have trouble when you catch COVID or not, is the vitamin D levels in your system. It's amazing. They said that's the number one determinant. If you have high vitamin D levels, you're probably going to be totally fine. If you don't, it's going to be a more serious thing. Then, you know, if you get it where you're sick with it, NAC, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, selenium, and quercetin, those six things uh, they said are just key. You take high doses of all those and it would just, you get over it so much faster with less side effects, less um, damage to your body or potential for it to get more serious. But that's not allowed to be said. Every doctor that puts that online, even if they have an incredible history of being respected and being the top of their class and the top of their field, you can't hear that because all that stuff just cost a few dollars. <laughs> And they want to brainwash into believing vaccines are not only the only solution for COVID, they're the only solution for every medical condition from here on out in the world. Vaccinations are the answer. Of course, another key area that they're always focused on is climate change. And so COVID was first, then climate change. And it was the same thing. Just do what we say. Don't ask any questions. We are the experts. That was the bottom line of it. And it's unbelievable because they keep talking about carbon as if it's some mystical poison that we don't know anything about, that it's a pollutant that's going to destroy all human life on the planet, when that's not true. The reason they're telling that lie is it because it gives them total control of business. And the big businesses don't mind. Tax us for carbon, tax us for whatever, because they know it eliminates all the other competition that's not quite as big. And then they just jack up their prices to cover that. So it's really just another tax on the people to make us poor as a people. So we're more in need of government help. And so there's dependency and there's votes and it just keeps going. But that's the key things. But here's the truth about carbon dioxide. The amount of CO2 in our atmosphere is 400 parts per million right now. And they're wanting to drive that down lower. Well, that's a problem because the optimum level for everything that is green is 1600 parts per million, four times what it is right now. Did you know that? We need to know these facts so we have them when we're engaged in this battle for truth. Four times, that's why greenhouse growers pump carbon dioxide into their greenhouses, double, tripling, and quadrupling the levels so the plant growth life just explodes.
the reality is this, carbon dioxide is plant food. It's fertilizer for everything that is green. It's the single most vital element in our atmosphere for everything that is green, and they call their movement the green movement that's trying to remove the carbon dioxide. A lot of people don't know this. When carbon dioxide reaches 150 parts per million, so not that much lower, all plant life dies. It has to be above that for it even to survive, but right now it's in survival mode at 400 parts per million. If we could double it to 800 parts per million, it would be a great blessing to everything that is green. And what's a blessing to everything that is green is a blessing to us because we live off everything that is green or things that eat everything that is green. It's, it's totally necessary for our survival. And so we just need to be equipped with those tools of information because it's a total lie. And the whole narrative is set on that. And that's why we're going to tax carbon production. We should be giving tax credits to those who are producing more carbon dioxide, literally. Do you understand that? We literally we say the more you produce, the more tax breaks you get. That's a key thing. So everything they're talking about on the climate is a lie, especially global warming. Warming is not dangerous. Cooling is what's dangerous. They always brainwash you with the opposite of the truth. So just know that, but that's all it was about. Al Gore, of course, here's what's happening though. I noticed inside the climate debate, they used to tell us 20 some years ago, the debate's over. So we were led to believe, oh, this has already been debated by the experts, both sides of the story, and now this is the conclusion. Yeah, that's what they wanted us to believe. Why did they want to say the debate is over? Because they know they can't win a debate because they don't have any facts on their side. Now, though, I've noticed since that didn't work, saying the debate is over, trust the scientists, that didn't work. Now it's censorship. If you disagree, you're dangerous. And we have to silence your voice from influencing others because the whole world's gonna die if they don't do exactly what we tell them to do. It's a great tool for totalitarian control. Another key area, of course, was big business. Couple key takeaways. They said this, businesses must become anti-racist. Now let me explain what that means. That's totally different than companies just not being racist, which they shouldn't be, of course. It's they have to be anti-racist. What does that mean? They have to start using their muscle and their money to destroy anyone that the establishment says is racist. Well, we know if that was a real thing, it would be different, but it's not a real thing. They've defined anyone that loves their own country as racist. Anyone that was for President Trump as racist. Uh, anyone that, that, you know, just is, is patriotic, they're racist. And so they've defined the terms where it's you know, the majority of our country, but they're going to start taking more action. They've already said a lot of big businesses are getting together. They're going to not fund any more Republican candidates that hold to a conservative worldview. So as they defund our side so they don't have any money to get into office, it makes it even harder. So, but that was one of the key takeaways there. 
because they said we need to work toward equality. And I want to talk about one aspect of this. The way to have a society where everyone has the equal opportunities to be successful and to be rewarded for their hard work, there's two things you need in any country to really be able to just maximize your position in the world and in life because of who you are. And that's you need a government that is free. <laughs> so they are just, all they're doing is protecting your God-given rights. So you're free to do the things you think you need to do. And then you need a good education. Now that's been so redefined <laughs> what a good education is now. That's considered to be a good brainwashing. So you need K through 12 brainwashing and then going on to college to be finished off <laughs> with the level of propaganda that you receive there. That's not the education I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you reading, writing, arithmetic, and then of course the how-tos of life. One of the main parts of education should be is instilling character and virtue in the people because that's what allows you to start at the bottom and end at the top. You have to have those things. That's why they don't allow them. Do you remember when Obama came into office? Republicans had passed some legislation that allowed inner city blacks to be able to get vouchers to go to any school they want so they wouldn't be stuck in these you know, dead end schools that are pretty much just dropout factories. And we didn't want that to happen because we knew they need a good education if they're gonna make it in life. You can be poor, but if you have character and virtue and you know how to read and write and, and do your math, you can make it as high as you, and far as you wanna go. And so, but Obama, his first couple weeks in office, he canceled those programs. And they were just for black people. They were not for whites, poor whites or anything. They were just for the black community. And the first black president canceled those, saying, no, you have to go to the dropout factories. We need to expose these things. It's just unbelievable. I just heard Ben Carson this week talking about that same point. He says, any black person in America can make it if they have a good education. But purposefully, the left has orchestrated the educational system to not give them a good education. He was raised in total poverty in the inner city. And he said, the way I made it out is my grandmothers and my mother, they maxed out their credit cards every month to keep me in a private Christian school so I could get a good education. And then of course he went on to become one of the top doctors in America and then even part of the, the Trump administration. The sky is the limit for anyone in America as long as our country remains free and as long as the children have access to a real education, which has to include character, virtue, morality, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And of course, those are all the things that are being taken out of the schools to impart to them instead being activists for BLM and climate change and all these other just evil movements. So then when they get out, they don't have the skills necessary. And so they can't make it. And so it creates exactly what they want, a permanent lower class of minorities so they can stir them up for revolution. They can use them and they can get their votes because they're trapped where they are, but they're not trapped by the system. 
They're trapped by the Democrats, have purposely orchestrated things to enslave them forever in government entitlements. That's why they want to just keep giving them more of those things. Well, that's not a solution to a problem. A $2,000 check today, that's not a solution to your lifelong problem. That's a temporary little band-aid that lasts you a month. But they like only government solutions instead of private sector solutions like a voucher system that would allow these kids to go to schools that are turning out well-educated, bright, sharp young people that have character and virtue. But that was a key thing. But they're going to get business to really start enforcing their way of doing things and only working toward using their solutions to the problem, which, of course, purposefully will not work. Now, Curtis, we've said before that China is the model for where the globalists want to take all of this. And the WEF virtual meeting only reinforced that point, as we saw Chinese president, which is a dictator, Xi Jinping, was the first keynote speaker for the event. What does that tell us? It tells us everything we need to know. And they call him president. <laughs> when you're the only name on the ballot, I'll just give you a hint. You're not a president, you're a dictator. <laughs> but it was unbelievable. They gave him the, the, I mean, the first position is the most valuable. You're the first one we want to hear from here. Of course, though, China is the model, like you said. Uh, David Rockefeller stated that in 1973 in his New York Times piece. He goes, whatever it took to produce what they have, regardless of the cost, it is worth it because it is the model for the world. Well, their model is a surveillance society where the government has total control. And they're even working on a digital currency, which will also be a model to the world. And it was just... Uh, Here's some of the things he talked about that were just <laughs> so crazy. He said this, no country is superior to another, all equal and shouldn't be condemned. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want you looking into, hey, why are Christians being thrown into prison and executed? He doesn't want you looking into things like that. He said it is evil to force hierarchy on human civilizations. <laughs> hierarchy. The greatest system of hierarchy ever created is the Communist Party, where one person controls everything. He said, we're working toward freedom, justice, and democracy. And the leftists and the globalists, oh, so excited Oh, isn't this wonderful? <laughs> They're listening to what he says and ignoring all the, the atrocities going on in his own country. He goes, law is the foundation of governance. <laughs> Rules should be followed by all. And we shouldn't meddle with the affairs in other countries. <laughs> Again, another line saying, hey, don't you, you worry about yourself. Don't look into what we're doing. We're doing it just right. We're for freedom, justice, and democracy. You, you, you worry about your own little country there. Uh, the hypocrisy was unbelievable by, of course, him, but by all the people that would sit there and listen to some evil 
totalitarian that's slaughtering and abusing his own people as if he had anything to say we would want to listen to. So it was it was one of those things hard to endure even listening to, but it was just a classic propaganda speech. And he knew the world media would grab a hold of it and then start talking about, wow, we wish more leaders were like him and not like the last president of the United States who was so evil that he would encourage people to rise up and try to take over the government and kill a police officer. And they were talking about that in the talks too, unbelievably. Isn't it amazing? Last summer, they were promoting, Kamala Harris was funding those who were holding up signs to kill the pigs in a lot worse terminology than that blank the cops and burn them alive. And, and that was something our current vice president, she's not because she's not even eligible for that position because <laughs> she's not a natural born citizen. But the one that's sitting in that position last summer was raising, she raised over a billion dollars to get those people out of jail if they were arrested. That's where we are today. Curtis, something very significant happened recently the Department of Homeland Security issued a warning, really a nationwide domestic terrorism alert. What does that tell us about where we're heading as a nation? Basically what it is, there's a great article below that make sure you read it, but it talks about now the national security apparatus in America is focused on the American people. It's not worrying about enemies. It's not worrying about China or Russia or Iran. It is focused on the American people. The fact they would even post something like that, that we have to have 7,000 troops in Washington, D.C. because we have so many domestic terrorists in America, um, we're just in danger for our lives. It's a total lie. It's a narrative that they want to push to make those that love this country seem like criminals. So then if they throw the criminals in jail, no one's upset because that's where criminals belong. It's That's what they're doing. But the article below talks about how we're moving from a persuasion model. In the past, they've always just painted pretty illusions of where they want us to go. And we thought, oh, okay, I guess that's where we'll go. But now it's going to the coercion model where they're using force and fear and censorship and pressure to make us do what they want us to do. So it is really our country is completely changing. It, it, I mean, just rapidly. Um, and it's going to continue to. I mean, here's what's happened. I mean, we found out this last year. We have no courts. No court in America would even hear a case by the president of the United States for them to look into the evidence they had for voter fraud. Would you just look at this? No. No, just see if you agree with us. No. So we don't have courts. When you don't have free courts, you're in trouble. No media. Media is silencing anyone that would say, I think this might not have been a free and fair election. Removing their videos asking for those people to be banned and defunded. And uh, the Justice Department, William Barr, those type of people, 
total counterfeits, liars. They knew they could talk a good talk and we wouldn't watch the actions, but we did this time. And Trump helped awaken 80 million people to realize we've been listening to the both parties for a long time, but they never did what they said. And, and so that's one of the positive things, but it's the whole thing is corrupt our educational system. It's not teaching the character and virtue necessary to be free. It's teaching the opposite, which we'll get into a minute, the immorality that's necessary for a totalitarian government. The rule of law, it's no, it's no longer applicable. We have a ruling class that is above the law that, I mean, they could do anything and there's no consequences. Well, you can't have a system where it operates like that and still be free. And then, of course, the Constitution is a document that has become almost meaningless. Like I said earlier, even Kamala Harris is not even qualified by the Constitution to be the vice president or the president. She's not a natural born citizen, but nobody cares. It's like we're, we're just openly ignoring the rule of law. Did any of the Republican people say, wait a minute, you're running someone that's not qualified? No. Mitch McConnell is the head of the Republican Party, the whoever. No. So when you lose free elections, free markets, free speech, freedom of religion, and, and the idea that all men are equal, when you lose those, you are heading to a totalitarian society, which our next two segments are going to show you how that is playing out. Yuri Bezmenov was a former KGB agent. He warned us decades ago about what the Soviets were doing. He called it ideological subversion. Uh, what did he have to say about what was happening in the U.S. and the West, and why is that so insightful for our present moment? Well, here's some of the things he said. Listen to this carefully. This is from 1985 when he said it. So it's 35 years ago, but he's laying out what their strategy has been and how successful it has been. He said, Marxist-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of at least three generations of American students. Again, he's saying this is 1985. He's already saying three generations have learned Marxist-Leninist philosophy. Um, without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism and American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already in 1985. He's saying it's completed. You're going to fall now because they've already done this. But listen here. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans thanks to a lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. This is key. Listen to this. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Even if I shower him with information, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camps, he will refuse to believe it until he is going to receive a kick in his fat bottom. <laughs> when the military boot crashes him, then he will understand that, but not before. 
That's the tragedy of the situation of demoralization. Have you ever had that experience where you're trying to show someone, hey, look at the facts here, and they don't even be able to see them. It's like they're blind or something. Well, that's what it is when you've been brainwashed and demoralized from within. That's why our colleges are so deadly. We cannot send our children and grandchildren to colleges. They need to become entrepreneurs and start businesses and stay out of that system. It's just, it's, it's purposefully destroying them. And here's what he says. Here's the stages to subvert a society. There's four stages. Demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and then normalization. So do you understand? Once you demoralize a society, like what's happened to America, I mean, in the 60s, the immorality, the drug and rock music culture that just took our morality and threw it out the window. They discredited marriage and family, pushing homosexuality, now pushing transgenderism. And they want the society to collapse because an immoral people cannot be free. They have to have a totalitarian government to rule over them or they will destroy themselves. So they wanted to set up the parameters. That's why the college education today is about making children anti-Christian, which then therefore makes them anti-American because America was based on biblical principles. So if you're against Christianity, you are against America. And so that's the whole system. But so once they demoralize and destabilize, what were they doing last summer? Destabilizing. And then a crisis, COVID, or, or a manufactured crisis, or climate change. They take the crisis to take huge steps forward, like the mask, six feet, take your vaccine, and then they normalize that. Okay, it's steps, crisis, and then normalize, crisis and normalize. So I tell you all that to tell you this. There's going to be a lot more crises coming this year. You're going to see it. I don't know what it is. School shootings so they can take the guns, uh, manufactured revolution things. I, I don't know what it is. But, but there will be crises coming because they have to keep taking huge steps forward by having a crisis and then demanding this control to the government because of the crisis. But then they normalize it where it doesn't go away. I mean, remember, this year we've been told you can't go to church. If two years ago, any of us would have told the American people, in a couple of years, the government will be telling you if you can go to church or not, we would have all laughed and said, that's ridiculous. Every Democrat would have laughed. Every Republican would have laughed and said, that's nonsense. That couldn't happen in America. Two years later, it's the norm. And if you try to open your church, you are a domestic terrorist. How dare you do that? Some of these revolutionary pastors that are disobeying the governors and the, the, the policies coming from on high. <laughs> Fear causes submission. I'm just telling you, the, the crises, most of them will be manufactured or done by them and then blamed on us so they can keep taking giant steps forward. We are in a very serious time right now. The rule of law is out the window 
in, in we see that executive orders or how laws are being made. And I'm just telling you, we have got to uh, re-engage at a different level. I've got some things I've been thinking through and I'm not ready to talk about them yet, but a strategy of being ready for what might come if this continues the direction it's going. Because we can't sit by and do nothing or we will be in chains at some point. And that's the next thing, Joshua, I think we're going to talk about right now. Going in tandem with Yuri Bezmenov and the four stages to take down a country, there are 14 signposts to slavery. Can you talk about those? I think these are critical for people to understand today. Yes, they are. There's 14 things that a government tries to do to get total control over their people. And these are from some communists from the 1950s and 60s put this list together where they said, here's the 14 things that communists try to do when they come into a country um, if they're not already in the, in the system. But listen to these and look at them for where we are today and how much further do we need to go. And again, when these were written, none of these were in America. Okay, back in the 60s, America didn't have these, but listen to them today. Number one, restrictions on taking money out of the country and on the establishment or retention of a foreign bank account by an American citizen. Well, that happened decades ago where you have to report any money coming or going out of the country and you can only take so much out and, and you have to list on your tax returns any foreign bank accounts you have so they know where it is and where that money is um, happened long ago. Number two, abolition of private ownership of handguns. That's the one area, as I've talked about before, they have not gained much ground at all over the last 50 years. And we, we're going to see an assault on that this year in some way. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to do something to try to turn people against guns as if a gun can hurt someone by itself, where they're going to start restricting more. They always start with getting you to register them. And we, we don't want to do that even because then once you register them, they know where to go confiscate them. And that's what happened in all the countries that the communists took over in the 20th century that still had the right to bear arms. They first just said, oh, we're just going to register so we know who has them. And then shortly thereafter, they confiscated those guns. So that's one area we, we, they still haven't taken ground. Number three, detention of individuals without judicial process. 2001, George W. Bush, the Patriot Act, made it legal for the government to not only hold you without a judicial process, they never even have to charge you with a crime and they can hold you indefinitely if they think you're a terrorist. What were we just talking about, Joshua? How they're starting to classify patriots as domestic terrorists and they'll be able to use that against them. Number four, requirements that private financial transaction be keyed to social security numbers. Um, 
that's already happened long ago. You have your bank has your social security numbers and every tax form does. And every time someone pays you, they have to fill out a 1099 or whatever with your uh, tax numbers on that. So government has total control. Number five, use of compulsory education laws to forbid attendance at presently existing private schools. Now, here's my thoughts on this. I don't know if they care about getting rid of private schools anymore because most of them are using the same curriculum as the government schools. I don't think they could foresee a day where the private schools were educating their children and brainwashing them the same as the government schools. So I don't think that's a big thing anymore. But those of you that are homeschoolers, beware. I think there's going to be a major attack against homeschooling here soon because they need all children being educated in the same way to buy into their vision of the world and so that they won't be a problem for them in the future. So that will be coming. Number six, compulsory non-military service. That hasn't happened yet, but it's been talked about quite a bit by Obama and others. They want a two years mandatory service um, at 18 years old for every young person in America doing community service and uh, working for their nonprofits that are all just activist organizations. But so it hasn't happened yet, but it's already being talked about and has been for about 20 years. Number seven, compulsory psychological treatment for non-government workers or public school children. A lot of that has started where the teachers are gathering information on the students and their psychological makeup and asking them questions. Some of the surveys a few years ago done in the government schools, asking them personal questions about their families. Do you have guns in the home? Do your parents talk about this or that or whatever? And during Obama, those surveys were done many times. So yes, they're starting to do that. Number eight, an official declaration that anti-communist organizations are subversive and subsequent legal action taken to suppress them. That's happening right now. Trump, who was the most anti-communist president we had because he saw how evil it was, all the people that supported him, they're not being classified as anti-communist, but they're anti-government and they're anti-America. And so that, that same thing is happening. They're subverting the system to make people think those organizations shouldn't even be able to exist. And so what organizations are those? The ones that are anti-communist because they're pro-American, but they're just saying these are anti-American instead of anti-communist. Number 10, any significant change in passport regulations to make passports more difficult to obtain or use? That's coming right now because of COVID. Now you have to, you're going to have to have a COVID passport very soon. So they, if you don't step in line and take their shots and do what they tell you, you will not be able to travel anymore. That's one I didn't think we'd see for a long time, but now I can go, oh, no, it's coming probably this year. Number 11, wage and price controls, especially in non-wartime situation. $15 an hour minimum wage, <laughs> wage controls and price controls will be coming too, because they have to. 
when you start artificially inflating things so things don't get out of control, they have to start putting price controls, just like Nixon did in the 70s. He had to start saying, nope, this is what this sells for, and you can't sell for any more. And this is what this, uh, this other thing sells for. That will be coming shortly, because anytime you force the market to, do, to absorb this great cost of something, they're going to jack their prices up. But they can't have people do that because when they do that, it exposes the failure of their very initiative. And so that will be coming. Number 12, any kind of compulsory registration with the government of their individual work. That's already happened. You have to list on your tax forms every year. This is what you did for a living. I have to write down everything that I do. So that's already part of the system and has been for a long time. 13, any attempt to restrict freedom of movement within the United States. Again, hasn't happened so far, but with COVID, they're laying the framework and the foundation of that being a possibility in the near future. Or if you don't have your vaccinations, and they're going to come out with so many of those even this year. Just a couple days ago, Bill Gates and some of them were talking about, and Fauci was talking about, yeah, we're going to need to get some more vaccines going here because this thing is changing. And so it will be where you either do what you're told or you're not going to be able to move around because it jeopardizes other people's lives. Number 14, any attempt to make a new major law by executive decree. <laughs> what has Biden been doing since he got in office? Executive decree law, major laws, major changes to the way we do things. I'm telling you, there was only a few of those that haven't happened. Restriction of movement in America. And I don't think they necessarily need that to have totalitarian control. They need the guns and they need the children. But almost everything else is already in place in America. That's how serious this is. I know you're already probably sobered to what is going on as we see a rogue government just doing whatever they want to do and defining things the way they want to define them and a news media going along with whatever they say. Whatever the narrative is, that's what they're pushing. Did you like how quickly I changed my shirt? Actually, we just did finish the video and a couple other things came to my attention and I've got to put them in here real quickly. A couple key points. First of all, we are heading toward totalitarian control. It's so crystal clear. Bank of America has just been exposed for giving the transactions of the people that have a Bank of America credit card or bank account, giving the information to the FBI. They're private transactions. Anyone that spent money anywhere near Washington, D.C. on January 6th or 5th or 7th, anywhere around that time frame. They gave all that to the FBI so they can investigate them. Uh, it is crazy. So what's the action item? If you have a Bank of America credit card or bank account, you have to close it. Second thing, key. There is a military purge going on right now. We have an article below talking about it, but the defense secretary commanded that over the next 60 days, they're going to do a purge of the military, okay? And they're going to go through all the personal social media accounts of the military. 
And if they've posted anything or said anything that makes them sound like they like Trump, because of course he's such an evil man or anything, they're going to be removed from the military. That's what they do in communist countries. It's exactly what they do. Only political beliefs that are far left will be accepted. Anything else, no thank you. And I just, uh, I want to tell you, this stuff is just accelerating. Also, the New York Times, you know, they're asking now, they want a new agency to stop any information out in public that doesn't agree with their narrative. And they call it, it's a reality zone committee or agency. And they want to eliminate anything being said that doesn't agree with them. Anyway, that's where we stand. Now back to the regular show. Thank you for sharing that insight with all of us. And as we wrap up, what word of hope and encouragement do you have for all of those watching today? Well, there's a couple key things that really say a lot. One, as I was watching the World Economic Forum videos, I noticed that the thumbs down on them were five to one over the likes, which was really good. Showing people that are listening to these things go, we don't want that. We don't want what you're selling. That was encouraging. Also, the Biden speeches on his videos, as you probably heard in the news, YouTube was removing 100,000 thumbs down to his speeches and putting more thumbs up on there because it was embarrassing. Almost everyone was going, we're not interested in what you're saying. It's nonsense. So that's encouraging. I think another thing still to remember is with all the things we've talked about for the last several months, I mean, the deep state, the corrupt media, the poisoned educational system, the compromised Department of Justice, the criminal political parties and politicians, with all that going on, Trump still won the election in a landslide. I know they stole it from us, but that's, that should be encouraging. At least 80 million people voted for Trump, probably way more than that, and only about 68 million or less voted for Biden. Well, that should, should, should help energize us a little bit. So no matter what the media makes us feel like, no matter what all the talking heads say, we are in the majority. Most of the people in America said, no, we want freedom. And so I just want to encourage you again with that. That's, that was, it's amazing with how much they've done. Even the Bezmanov, his demoralization and destabilization and crisis and normalization, even with all that going on for the last 50 years in America, the majority of people, when they were presented with a clear choice, a Donald Trump who is clearly stating, I want to make America great again, and an opponent who was saying, it's evil to say, make America great again. Most people said, I want this guy. <laughs> and again, it's discouraging anyone voted this way. So we, we're, in, we're in trouble. <laughs> but the majority still said, no, we're not interested. And so I want you to be encouraged by that and keep praying for our country. I think as we keep influencing those in our own circle, in our own family, we're going to get more and more strategic in things we can do in, in, as different things come at us over the next 12 months. So, so don't be discouraged. Be prayerful. Be productive in your time and what you're doing to make a difference. And just know that, uh, again, we're not alone. We're not sure exactly the path forward, but 
when we walk that path, we will not be walking it alone. And that should be encouraging. But we appreciate you so much. I just want to leave you with a couple of verses of encouragement from Psalm 37. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, and so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth evil devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evil doers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. So God's got it all figured out. And we have our marching orders to be doing the things we should do to stand for the truth and then allowing God to do the things he can do and asking him to do so in our prayers. But thank you so much for listening and being a part of what we're doing. Please go to agendaweekly.com if you'd like to subscribe. And until next week, God bless you.